شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن as we mentioned before, the month of Ramadan is the month in which the Holy Quran was revealed. And the Quran is uh, made up of 114 chapters. And we discussed the different methodologies of tafsir um, before. And so now, inshallah, we want to delve into a tafsir of one of the chapters of the Holy Quran and we chose to start with Surah Al-Fatiha the Surah that we recite daily in our prayers so first and foremost you know why Surah Al-Fatiha it's a great question there's many ways to answer that question but I think uh, this narration brother Ali if you can read it for us yes. it will answer Yes, so the narration is uh, attributed to Rasulullah. Qala Rasulullah li Jabir ibn Abdullah, Ya Jabir, ala u'allimka afdala surah, anzalaha Allah fi kitabah. So, he's basically telling him, should I teach you, shall I teach you the best or the greatest chapter that Allah has revealed in the book? And of course, Jabir would say yes. And the Prophet would say, and the, the narration says, فَعَلَّمَهُ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ أُمُّ الْكِتَابِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ which is referring to Surah Al-Fatiha, and it calls it أُمُّ الْكِتَابِ It's a beautiful narration that sums it up, and the importance of this chapter in regards to the other chapters. And we also, if you can flip the page, let's read the, the narration from Imam Rabbah alayhi salam, that we can also grasp or get an understanding of the greatness of this chapter. Ahsant, the narration is عن الحسن بن علي عن أبيه علي بن محمد عن أبيه all the way عن إمام الرضا all the way to أمير المؤمنين it says سمعت رسول الله يقول إن الله تعالى قال لي يا محمد ولقد آتيناك سبعا من المثاني والقرآن العظيم That's a عفوا continue and the continuation is, and that's a verse, just to, um, the verse, وَلَقَدْ أَتَيْنَاكَ سَبْعًا مِنَ الْمَثَانِ وَالْقُرْآنِ الْعَظِيمِ Then the hadith continues, فَأَفْرَدَ الْإِمْتِنَانِ عَلَيَّ بِفَاتِحَةِ الْكِتَابِ وَجَعَلَهَا بِإِزَاءِ الْقُرْآنِ الْعَظِيمِ وَإِنَّ فَاتِحَةُ الْكِتَابِ أَشْرَفْ مَا فِي كُنُوزِ الْعَرْشِ Now this is a beautiful narration, and there's a lot of points that we can focus on, but uh, we have one point here, this term of seven min al-mathani. And then we have the, the other part, the second part of the hadith where the Prophet explains some of the, let's say, the highlights or the importance of this surah. Uh, first of all, the, the Prophet, uh, you know, mentions the, the verse in the Qur'an. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَاكَ سَبْعًا مِنِ الْمَثَانِ وَالْقُرْآنِ الْعَظِيمِ Now, at, at a bare minimum, we can say uh, that uh, clearly Surah Al-Fat has importance. Now we're going to take it a step further. Why? Seb'an min al-mathani. What is this verse even saying in English? Yes. And surely we have revealed to you or we have given you 
or Muhammad, the seven Mathani and the Grand Quran. Mm. Okay? So, linguistically, when you separate a part from, from its origin or from the whole, uh, oftentimes this is done to show emphasis and importance. Mm. Okay? So, so not, not to separate the two. So we're step one linguistically, this is yeah. used often in eloquence to to really emphasize the importance of this. So in this verse, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, if we're going to use that linguistic perspective, we'll say, okay, clearly, Allah is putting emphasis and importance to Surah Al-Fatiha, and He split it no. from from the whole Quran. Because if you ask an average Muslim, is Surah Al-Fatiha part of the Quran? They're going to say yes. So according to this verse, Allah, you know, separated. Al-Fatiha from the Qur'an to show its importance, mm. okay? But, if we continue reading the hadith, what does the Prophet say? So according to this narration, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed a favor upon the Holy Prophet by separating Fatiha al-Kitab from the rest of the Qur'an. Mm. And he made it an equal to the Holy Qur'an. So this also adds to the importance on why we should start in, when it comes to tafsir and contemplation with Surah Al-Fatiha. Okay? And the, you know, we, the narration you previously read, it's the greatest surah. So what's, what's interesting is we have other narrations. We have actually a few narrations that yeah. kind of give us an indication on when Surah Al-Fatiha was revealed. Yeah. Okay, and it's connected to or it describes the strikes that Iblis received. Mm. Okay. One of them is very clear in front of you, if you could please read it. Yeah. Inna Iblis ranna arba rannat. The first of them, yawm al-lu'ina, right? Yes. So the day he was like, so cursed. So Iblis was struck four times. The first one, the first strike is when he was cursed. Yes. And the day he was des he descended. All right. He was sent, he was cast out. Ahsant, ila al-ard. And... The third strike is when Prophet Muhammad was sent and after a time period that there was no messengers. Okay. okay. So it's as if maybe Iblis was a bit, let's say, happy or you know, he, his job maybe could have been easier in that period that there was no messengers. And then Prophet Muhammad was sent and that cut off that time. So that's the third strike. Mm. What's the fourth one? The last one is when Surah Al-Fatiha so this narration and others clearly say that when it comes to this ranna, this strike of Iblis, it took place. The fourth mm. one is when Surah Al-Fatiha was revealed. Yes. Now I also want to pull out an, another report, and you can find this in uh, Nahj al-Balagha, uh, the sermon number 190, where Imam Ali is describing the, you know, when re Revelation first was revealed. And yeah. he was there because he witnessed that. Okay, so listen to what he says. He says that, وَلَقَدْ سَمَعْتُ رَنَّةِ الشَّيْطَانِ حَيْنَ نَزَلَ الْوَحِي عَلَيْهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَآلِهِ Okay, so that's kind of the same yeah. word is used here. فَقُلْتُ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ مَا هَذِهِ الرَّنَّةِ So now Imam Ali can hear the, the strike <laughs> that, mm. took, that took place. Yeah, what right? is the strike I'm hearing? Okay, I sent to him. So he asks the Holy Prophet. Yes. Alright, so this so is what the Prophet, the Prophet says, tells him. فَقَالَ هَذَا الشَّيْطَانِ قَدْ آيَسَ مِنْ عِبَادَتِهِ إِنَّكَ تَسْمَعْ مَا أَسْمَعْ وَتَرَى مَا أَرَى إِلَّا إِنَّكَ لَسْتَ بِنَبِيُ وَلَكِنَّكَ لَوَزِيرُ So, first of all, he's saying that this is, he heard this during when the mm. revelation was, being was revealed. revealed. 
Okay? And then he asked the Prophet, what is that sound? What is that noise or vibrations? And the Prophet told him, this is what? This is the ranna of the shaitan. Yes. And he has lost all hope. Yeah, but before that, he told him, you hear. Uh -huh. That's the interesting part. You, you Surely you, you hear, hear what, what I, I hear, hear and you see what, what I, I see. see. So if we were to connect these and, you know, the narrations you previously read, either Surah Al-Fatiha is just very, very important, or there's also, and there's a very, there is an opinion by some of the Mufassirin that Surah Al-Fatiha is what was revealed first. Yes. Okay? And uh, when we think of the, the status of Surah Al-Fatiha and its Umm Al-Kitab and and the different uh, narrations we read. Yeah, the there's, greatest there's, chapter. Of course, there's much more, uh, you know, narrations and other pieces to, you know, we could say evidence or indications. Mm. That sort of fatha was revealed first, and then about nine or ten months later, that took place. Okay, and then the, the Quran started to be re revealed in, in in pieces. So. Now I think we made it clear that Surah Al-Fatiha is important, bare minimum. Okay, For sure. we agree <laughs> that Surah Al-Fatiha is very important. Definitely. And like you mentioned, that we recite Surah Al-Fatiha in daily. Our, in our daily prayers. Daily. If we're praying, you know, just our bare minimum wajib prayers, we're, we're reciting at least ten times a day. Okay, yes. and every prayer require you know you must have Surah Al-Fatiha in it. We can go on and on on the virtue and importance of Surah Al-Fatiha. No. You know, not, you can ask a Sunday school student who is in middle school about Surah Al-Fatiha and interesting things about it. He'll mention, oh, when somebody dies, we recite for them Surah Al-Fatiha. Yeah, I say Al-Fatiha. I say it. When we pray, we recite Surah Al-Fatiha. We can go on and on. Now, so let's let's start with Surah Al-Fatiha. Let's start examining it. No. Okay? Like we said before, and like everybody knows, this is a book of guidance. Mm -hmm. So when we want to look and examine the verses, we want to really, our purpose and our focus is looking for the guidance, right? Mm -hmm. So now if we were to ask any Muslim who knows Surah Al-Fatiha, you know, tell me, you know, where's the clear guidance or the first, you know, the most clearest verse that talks about guidance in these seven verses? Mm -hmm. What comes to your mind, Mu'ala? <laughs> So we ask Allah to guide us to Salat al-Mustaqim, to, to, to the straight path. Okay, no. now, how do we identify this straight path? How do we know we're on the straight path? How do we know we're following the straight path? So, is it just, does God just leave it there? Or does He give us more details or more explanation or instruction on how to find the straight path. So now, now I want to do tafsir, mm. right? <laughs> I want to do tafsir, and either I can go back to linguistically, like we said, or we can go back to the Quran itself, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And see who the Quran mentions. Okay. Are they if guided. the Quran describes to us more about how to yes. find this straight path. Yes. Asant. It says, Let's stop right there. I said, let's just look, let's think about that for a moment, contemplate. The straight path, this, this path that we need to be on in order to, you know, reach salvation, to reach heaven, and the importance of finding the straight path, God says what? It's, he describes it as being the same path of those who He's bestowed His favor upon. Okay? Sarat al and Amta alayhim. So guide us to the straight path. How do we find it? The path of those who, who God has bestowed His favors upon. No. So if we want to find Sarat al-Mustaqim, where should we look? Yep. Where should we go? You have to find those 
We have to fall. We have to find those specific people. There's a special group of people we have to find. We have to follow them, or else we won't find the straight path. So that's a very important piece of guidance, and that's also it reminds me. Sometimes you know you talk to different people, and you know they just they don't like the idea of going back to other people when it comes to guidance. You know they just want to go between them and God. And I'm not saying, you know, you don't have a special relationship just between you and God. But at the end of the day, I'm sorry. It's very clear from this verse. You have to refer back to specific people. The people that God has bestowed His favor upon. You follow them and that is following the straight path. Mm. So, inshallah, in, in, in our discussion today and inshallah in the next episode, we're going to actually try to find who these people are. Through the Quran. Mm. Let's see what the Quran does. The Quran give us more explanation, more details, more information about these people. Let's try to see what the Quran says and see if it narrows down a bit. Yes. All right. Awesome. So, first of all, I wanna I wanna start with Maliki Yomuddin, which God is you know there's a mention of day judgment here. Okay, and we're gonna apply what we discussed in the previous lesson. Uh, the previous episode of the the tools or reference, references for tafsir, and we're going to apply it here. So, in this verse, God talks about the day of judgment. Yes. So now let's go to other verses in the Quran where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala speaks about the day of judgment. Mm. Okay. Now, if we go to, for example, Surah Al-Waqi'ah, okay, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala clearly is talking about uh, the day of judgment there. Okay. Yes. Now, what is What's one thing we can take from there? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, mm. First of all, we should pause here. On that, on that day, okay, on the day of judgment, where we're either going to heaven or we're going to hell. How yes. many destinations? Two. Two. But God says, how many groups are we? Three. three. That's interesting. Now, who are these three groups? I mean, you would think that it should be two groups, two destinations. People going to heaven or people going to hell. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us what? There's three, three groups. So Allah describes them. فَاصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَيْمَنَةِ So we have the companions of the right. <laughs> then we have وَاصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ مَا أَصْحَابُ الْمَشْأَمَةِ And then, so that's the second group. Then we have the third group. وَالسَّابِقُونَ السَّابِقُونَ so, this is very important here. So, on the day of judgment, like we said, we have three groups. Okay, now we need to. Why is there three groups? Yeah. I, when I first came across this, it, it really you know captured my attention. Why is there three groups? There's two destinations. So we need to actually now start to look into more verses that describe to Why us they these classified groups. in this yeah. more details about these three groups and then we need to find the relationship between these three groups mm. so we can make sure we're on the right side okay yes. we're not from the companions of the left now before we move on these three groups so companions of the right companions of the left and the sabiqun two of them are clearly going to be in heaven the companions of the right and the sabiqun mm. and the companions of, of the left are going to be in hell so we want to make sure that we are not from the companions of the left. No. Okay? Alright, so we're going to go into a few more verses and we're going to see what, what we come up with in regards to you know these three groups and what details we can get from the Quran. So we know who to follow and how we can make sure we are on Sirat al-Mustaqim. So 
now let's go into you know more details about the companions of the right no the same chapter you know after describing heaven uh in verse 38 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gives us a little bit more about the companions of the right so we want to pause there for a moment. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes to us the companions of the right and Allah splits them into two groups. Ah. The the people, the ones that were from the awaleen and the ones from the akhirin. Mm. And all of our scholars have agreed. So awaleen is like the, the first, right? Yes. So I'm going to explain that. So basically anybody from Adam until before Prophet Muhammad falls under the category of awaleen. Awaleen, okay. okay. Anybody from Prophet Muhammad down so, to yeah. so the judgment So he's the gauge, the Prophet. Before him, hey. awaleen. It's, After like, him, it's almost like a timeline, but yeah. yeah. Prophet Muhammad is, is the, yes. the, the one, you know, starts a new new phrase, new phase. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, gave us some details that there's many of them in the past. Okay. And there's many of them in the later times. No. So in these two ages of time, two stages in time. Now we go, other verses describe to us the Sabiqun. Mm. And the Sabiqun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them as being thullatun minil awaleen. A great amount, a large amount in the awaleen time frame. وَقَلِيلٌ مِنِ الْآخَرِينَ mm. And it's few amounts of the akhirin. So the, the akhirin are less. Less. In the numbers yes. of so the sabiqun. When I, when I think of the, these uh, these verses, I, 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 you know, a table comes to my mind. Okay, and I have awaleen, akhirin, and I put uh, the companions of the right and the sabiqun. Okay. And we see when it comes to the awaleen time frame before Prophet Muhammad, they're both great amounts. No. Okay. But when it comes to Prophet Muhammad and down to the Day of Judgment, the Sabiqun are different here. They're There's less. less amount. There are few amount, but Awaleen continue be, to be a great amount. Mm. Now, that means th there's no difference if we're trying to analyze the companions of the right, but the difference is on the Sabiqun. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a different differentiation between the Sabiqun of the Awaleen and the Sabiqun of the Akhirin. Okay. Okay? Now, if we, okay, we need to get, you know, more a better understanding of the relationship. Now we got that was the quantity. Mm. Now we. we but I have yes. a quick question. Yes. Um, I mean, what if like what if someone comes and says that, like you said, it's it's a matter of quantity. Yes. What if the the like from Adam to the Prophet, there's been much more people than from Nabi Muhammad until now. So what if someone says and argues Somebody that's why the, that's why the Quran yeah. said that. We can tell. Well, that claim, first of all, there's no evidence to back it up mm. because that person does not have a timeline on when Akhirin finishes, when it ends, mm. right? So they're just coming up with hypothetical scenarios. And we can come up with a lot of those, but the, they would have to have, you know, the, the data collected of all mankind yes. from the beginning of time till the end of time. Sadly, yes. we have not reached the end of time for them to complete their data collection. Mm. So, so I'm sorry that uh, that theory, you know, it's a bit hard. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made this differentiation. So there is, we, we need to go deeper about the connection between, the relationship between these, uh, these, these groups. Okay? So now this so brings me... Yameen yes. and hey. So we, we have uh, verses in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes this dialogue between the companions of the right and the companions in the, the, of left. the left. Okay? So right. the verses goes... Uh, إِلَّا أَصْحَابِ الْيَمِينِ 
في جنات يتساءلون عن المجرمين ما سلككم في سقر قالوا لم نكن من المصلين Let's stop there yes. So the companions of the right are where? They're in heaven And they have they, they ask the they ask their the people that they used to know on this earth they ask the companions of the of the left yeah you know why are you in hellfire why are you burning down there basically what did you do to get you there yeah from what and you read yes yeah tell me we didn't pray they say we, we did we were not of the musallim yeah when we didn't we didn't we never Ascent. used to pray we were not of the musallim no. and that's why we we're in hellfire mm. now what does musallim here mean. Okay, either like you said, we were not of those who performed prayer. Yeah, salah, okay. yeah we were not of those who performed prayer. Ahsan. So that's that, but then we can refer back to the language linguistically, like mm -hmm. we said. We refer back to the Arabic language. The usage of this word has different usages. This is one of them prayer, mm -hmm. but another usage is following. Mm -hmm. Okay, now it's interesting. I have from one of the Sunni ulama in tafsir. We're going to see what he says about this specific word in this specific ayah. Okay. Let's see. Does he say it's of those who pray? And then I have a rawaya from Imam Bakr alayhi salam. And we'll, we'll compare them. So, Sheikh Ali, if you would do us the honor to tell us, what does Raghab al-Asfahani tell us about Musallin in this verse? Okay. Does he say it's of those who prayed or of those who followed? So it says... لم نكن من المصلين أي من أتبع من أتباع النبيين. Okay, so الراغب الأصفهاني in his book he says in this specific usage of مصلين it's not for the daily prayers it's not for prayer. Yeah, it has to do with the أتباع. So we were not of those who follow. Followers. He uses yeah. it. He understands it as following. Now we go to our imams. Multiple narrations here. I'm just going to choose this one. No. The imam says that a لم نكن من أتباع الأئمة. We were not of those Followers, who followed the imams. The imams okay, so let's just keep it. Uh, we can keep the imams and the prophets out of it. The word is follow. Okay? Yeah. We were not of the followers. So the companions of the left were not of the followers. They did not follow. The companions of the right followed. Mm. We're left with, with one, one group that are supposed to be followed. Who are the sabiqun? Inshallah, in the next uh, episode, we'll take it a few more steps deeper and we will also go into, you know, this title of the people who've, who've received God's blessings or, or God has bestowed His favors upon. And we want to get more details about them in the Quran. We want to narrow this down. And see, you know, who is it that we need to follow so that we can be on mm. Sarat al Muslim? So, but the Sabiqun yes. is, is they're ahead of the. Yes, yeah, Sabiqun are right? those in, in the front, okay? Ahsant. Those are those who are, who are ahead. Okay. And according to this, the companions of the right, they followed mm. the Sabiqun, okay. and the companions of the left did not follow the Sabiqun. Okay. We're going to stop it there, and so in the next yeah, episode, we're going to Now, of more. course, everybody, we want to know, especially me, I want to know, who are the Sabiqun we're, now? Inshallah, we, we will get into details, because like I said, the Quran says there's two groups of Sabiqun. Those from the Awaleen, before Prophet Muhammad, all the oh, way to Prophet okay. Adam, and we have a Sabiqun from Prophet Muhammad, ila yawm al qiyamah. And there's a difference, al yani, but... Ahsant. Let's okay. see what, what details we can get from the Quran okay. about this Excellent. group. And Excellent. we're going to focus after that on... This title, this group that God has bestowed His, his favors. favors upon. We need to find them so we can make sure we're on the straight path. Inshallah.
Uh, thank you, Sheikhna, for uh, the wonderful knowledge that you've shared with us. Um, I'm sure everybody's going to be looking at Surah Al-Fatiha a little bit differently um, for the time being. Um, thank you uh, for everything and inshallah we can continue to benefit. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad ibn Abdullah wa ala al bayt al-Tayyibin al-Tahirin. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad.